Coming up, we finally have great news about Halloween Horror Nights 30, plus a new Asian fusion restaurant has opened up at Universal City Walk. All of that and more on this episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Hey, Rhino. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm fine. <laughs> okay. That is, you know what? Uh, yeah. It's better than bad. I'll take fine. Yeah. Fine yeah. anytime. Okay, well, before we get started, of course, I do need to remind you that this week's episode is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, the experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. If you like our content, you want to support us, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Costs you no extra money, and you get that world-class level of support from the Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. So go get a free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Also, please make sure you are subscribed to UO Fan here on YouTube if that's how you're watching the show. And make sure you hit the thumbs up and leave comments, questions, video suggestions in the comments section. And if you're listening to the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition, please make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave us a five-star rating and review. And we might uh, we might give you a shout-out with your review on one of the shows. But we have a lot of show to go over today, so I don't want to waste any more time. We've got a little roundup of news that we have to go over, and then right at the end of the show, Rhino and I made our way to Universal City Walk to dine at the new Asian Fusion restaurant that they have. And, well, we've we've got thoughts. We've got thoughts on that, but I won't spoil it. But the first news that I want to bring up is more of just a, a statement uh, rather than a long discussion. But earlier this week, Universal's Aventura Hotel finally opened up. And if you don't know what that means for Universal Orlando Resort as a whole, that means now all of the hotels are officially reopened on property. So that is a huge milestone. This is the first time since the pandemic that all of the hotels have been reopened. So... We can pretty much say now Universal is basically back to normal. I still can't not hear Aventura and think, Aventura. Yeah. Yes, Satan. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were somebody else. But anyway, <laughs> the, uh, and I, I just think it's funny that that was the last hotel. And that's how I imagined it said its name whispered through the wind one night. And they were like, we need to open that hotel right yes, now. They do. They need to open that hotel. And they did open it up. And just as a rundown of all of the different hotel options at Universal, you have in the premier category, you have Lowe's Portofino Bay Hotel, Hard Rock Hotel, and Lowe's Royal Pacific Resort. Those three hotels will give you all of the perks that you get at any of the Universal Orlando Resort hotels, like early park admission, uh, charging privileges, as well as you know complimentary resort transportation. You have all that. But at those three premier hotels, you also get free Universal Unlimited Express Pass. 
So a big perk of staying there. Next category is preferred. That includes Lowe's Sapphire Falls Resort. Then you have your prime value, which includes Universal's Aventura Hotel, as well as Universal's Cabana Bay Beach Resort. And then finally, in the value category, you have uh, you have Universal's Endless Summer Resort, Dockside Inn & Suites, as well as Surfside Inn & Suites. And those are the four categories of hotels, all different styles, different options, different price points. I think Dockside starts at $88 per night for a room. So like that's the lowest. And then I don't even want to know what like the, the most expensive suites cost, but I doubt it's that much. But lots of options for every budget and every style at Universal Orlando Resort. And hey... If you want to go dreams unlimited travel.com com. someone should bring that back one day dot we probably com. have to pay a royalty now for doing that who did that i don't even remember i'm trying to think of the commercial uh, well because now all i can think about is the carpet commercial like stanley steamer 800 500 empire yeah so i keep thinking they were doing the but it's not them uh, wait uh i had it for a second it is it. it's like a company that used to do funny commercials all the time yeah. because it'd be like da-da, da-da, it wasn't com. just yahoo was it dot com no because yahoo's whole thing was the yahoo oh yeah yahoo oh, oh, this apparently gonna, this show is not bug. about universal at all it's about, Somebody out there is going to know. That's the beauty of the internet. <laughs> it's about late 90s, mid 2000s shame, TV. Shame, shame, shame on us for not knowing. Shame, shame, shame. Call 1-800-STEAMER. Stanley Steamer makes carpets cleaner. I don't know that one. Oh, okay. Well, I got you with the Stanley Steamer. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, we, I got I got this guy for you. I mean, you probably don't know it. The water country, water country, have some fun. I, I, I do not know that one, but I know it's probably uh, from up your yeah. neck of the woods. Yes, because yeah. there are two water countries. One is in like South Carolina and one is like right on is in New Hampshire, I think, right on the border of Massachusetts. Ooh. New Hampshire. Lovely this time of year and every time of year. Uh, you know what else is a lovely time of year? Halloween season. That was called a segue. Mm hmm. Mm. Hmm. And we all know that uh, 2020 was supposed to be this big epic year for Halloween Horror Nights. It was going to be the 30th anniversary of the event and uh, COVID happened. And obviously it did not happen for that reason. And they had their little makeshift Halloween event that was still awesome. Better than doing no Halloween at all. Mm -hmm. uh, but of course, this year. We are now celebrating Halloween Horror Nights 30th anniversary, and uh, it, it's going to be a big one. I don't think anyone anyone denies that at all. And uh, the biggest news that came out of it now is that single night tickets are now on sale, which that's exciting news. Now you can finally get those tickets in your hands. And right now, only only single night tickets so mm -hmm. for the people out there who are waiting for rush of fear frequent fear ultimate frequent fear uh, all of the passes that allow you to go to go to the event more than once uh, they're they haven't come yet but universal does say right on the site to check back for other ticket I, options in the future yeah because i i was gonna say i saw a couple of people had said definitively or sounded definitively where they're like Universal will not be offering Halloween Horror Nights frequent fear passes this year or like 
no frequent fear passes this year. And I was like, I saw somebody else post that they asked guest services directly and their response was more options to come. Um, so they didn't say yes, they didn't say no, but they, like what you said, there's more ticket options. I'm curious, um, the tickets though, they're comparable to what they were pre pandemic. Are they not? Uh, they absolutely are. And, uh, just, uh, just throwing it out there. So tickets start at $70 and 99 cents per person plus tax online in advance of the event. If you wait until the night of the event and try to book them at Universal, uh, it will cost more money. So be smart. If you're going to Halloween Horror Nights, buy your tickets online ahead of the event. Or, you know, sometimes like grocery stores will offer their deals on it too. And you can do that. But uh, you will get better pricing online than right at Universal Orlando. So book your tickets online. And the uh, most expensive uh, ticket that I could find find with online pricing and ahead of time even in like october for some reason was 99 dollars and 99 cents per person so i don't know if i just wasn't looking hard enough but like in the middle of october when it's at its busiest uh the the pricing i was pulling up said 99 dollars and 99 cents so that's that apparently is the the range we're looking at and while I said no other tickets are available, you do have uh, express tickets that are currently available. Not express tickets, sorry. Express pass that's currently available to purchase. You have the RIP tours, which are Halloween Horror Nights VIP tours, as well as they are bringing back the uh, the the behind-the-scenes daytime mm-hmm. lights-on tours, the Unmasking the Horror tours that... They do. And so for the pricing for express passes, for what I could find is on the slowest nights, express passes started at $69.99 per person plus tax. Again, does not include your admission. This is just allows you uh, use of the express pass once express line once for each house, only once for each house. And the highest pricing I saw in the express pass was $129.99 per person plus tax. And the RIP tour is a basically it's a walking guided tour of the entire event. You get priority entrance into each of the houses once and not not uh, not express pass lines. You get priority entrance. It's uh, it's a little it's a little bit better. And uh, then you also can go and do all of the attractions in the tour. They take you to special bars. It's it's a fun experience. And the pricing for that starts at $199.99 per person. And the most expensive one I found was $369.99 per person plus tax. And the RIP tours, those also do not include park admission. You need you need the Halloween Horror Nights admission ticket on top of both of these oh. options. So just keep that in mind when you're when you're looking at pricing for all of this and then with unmasking the horror tours uh the pricing for the three haunted house lights on tour started at 79 dollars 99 per person and the most expensive six haunted house tour uh was uh for the most expensive pricing of the six haunted house tour so in the first couple weeks of the event while people are excited to see it all and go behind the magic, those tickets would cost you $159.99 per person plus tax. But 
I, I think that's I think that's fairly priced. And so yeah, you tons tons of ticket options. And like like Rhino and I said, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting all choked up over this. Uh, <laughs> Halloween, <laughs> Halloween, it's finally here. It's Halloween. <laughs> it's Halloween, Halloween, everybody. Uh, the rest of the passes will become available at some time. Uh, you know, some years Universal has offered a pass that'll be like buy one night or buy two nights for the price of mm-hmm. one. I don't know if that kind of offer will be needed this year for the event and the fact that so many people want to travel right now after a pandemic, but yeah. anything's on the table, but I do expect. My, my guess is, uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, please. The, I, I'm choking. My guess, <laughs> my guess was um, that they're kind of just released the one, 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 one day event tickets to just kind of see how it's going to sell. And then they can price the other things accordingly. Like, do we need to do the buy one, get one, or maybe we should offer it because some nights are selling so much stronger than other nights or, you know, and, and then I think I do honestly think it, it'll gauge how expensive the frequent fear pass is going to be because that is such a popular option for Halloween Horror Nights. I cannot imagine that they wouldn't have some version of it because, you know, in the past, they've done the I can't remember the different names for it, but there was like the frequent fear pass. That's that was only the first like two or three weekends of the event. That's Russia. And then fear. there's the one that's Russia fear. Yeah. And then there's the one that's like, you know, the whole t- whole time where you can go like Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Then there's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then there's the one that's like every day or whatever. So it's like, you know, I, th- I think they're probably just kind of trying to gauge that to see where where everything is still. Yeah. It's just just my educated guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah, and they they could if they wanted to take advantage of people like annual pass holders and frequent fear uh pass holders for HHN. They could take advantage of us this year if they wanted to because usually like the 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 frequent fear pass with with uh express or not sorry without express the frequent fear pass that includes Friday nights for like annual pass holders. I want to say my ticket last year was somewhere around like 140 for it. I didn't, I, I don't have the receipt pulled up in front of me, but it's, it's very, very affordable to the point that as long as you go twice, the ticket essentially pays for itself. So they could, yeah. they could really increase that if they wanted to. And I think a lot of people would understand why they would, but uh, it doesn't, it, it, I, I I don't expect that at the same time too. So we'll just we'll kind of have to see what what it's all going to to boil down to once they release more details. It will come. I mean, the fact is, it's now June, the middle of June, and we only technically have one true house reveal in all of and all of Halloween Horror Nights. So there is still a lot more information to come. And I did just double check the single night ticket price as well, too, as mm-hmm. we we're sitting here talking. And yeah, the most expensive pricing I'm seeing on the calendar is on October 16th, $99.99. So, you know, tickets very, very well priced. But like on a night like that, you're going to want your express because it's going to be slammed. It's going to be really busy. But uh, it, moving on to the next news with this, uh, the, obviously, the 30th anniversary was going to include icons because it it has to. That's that's what they do on their big years. They, yeah. they make it about celebrating the event. And so it's not a surprise at all 
that Jack the Clown, Jack Schmidt, Jack, he is returning for Halloween Horror Nights 30. And this is exciting because it will be his first time returning to the event since 2015. He made his debut all the way back in 2000 and has become basically the unofficial face of Halloween Horror Nights and and the most iconic of the icons that they have for the event. But with Halloween Horror Nights 30, uh, they did a, a nice write-up. Oh, sorry for my Apple Watch there. Uh, they did a nice write-up on Universal Orlando's official blog. And uh, Mike Aiello, the Senior Director of Creative Development, uh, awesome, awesome, awesome person you should be following on social media for for everything universal and then just nerd stuff in general. But uh, he said that this year's event is going to be looked at as a comic book annual where it's just a collection of everything that they love about Halloween horror nights and celebrating original characters and stories. Of course, there's still going to be intellectual properties and other things, but uh, I like the idea that it, they are going for that overall celebration of everything Halloween Horror Nights. And uh, the the performer of Jack the Clown, James Keaton, he also said that basically this time around, Jack's getting a separate story that's not part of the ongoing series that started with his debut way back when and going all through 2015 and such. So for people who have no idea what we're talking about, don't understand the importance of it, that's actually a good thing because you'll be able to get introduced to Jack and the characters without necessarily needing the entire backstory. It will probably drive you to want to know more about the backstory, but you don't need to go all in on the backstory. And uh, with the reveal that Jack is returning, I was hoping for a house reveal as well. Uh, But unfortunately, that did not happen. On the YouTube video that they released with it, they specifically mentioned that Jack would be, you'd be able to see him in a house, but you didn't get an announcement of, oh, this is a necessarily a Jack house or an icon house or anything too in depth with that. So it's still all a little bit gray, but uh, the Horror Nights website also says there's going to be three jacks and that three jacks are better than one. You'll have one clown, one ringmaster, and one rock star. It's all jack, and it's all going to be at Halloween Horror Nights. And yeah, he will be where you least expect it. Yeah, it made it sound like he was I where I was like, I think he's going to pop up in like random houses. Like, I think it's it's going to be the idea being like he's free roaming almost where it's like. It's not, you know, obviously, I'm assuming it's multiple people, but like where he will just like be the Easter egg throughout everywhere, you know, like being like he'll be at a scare zone, but it won't necessarily be a Jack scare zone. He'll be in a house, but it's not a Jack house when he'll be, you know what I'm like, just like popping up wherever. Obviously, we're going to talk about another thing where he's going to be at, too, mm-hmm. in a second. But um I, I don't know if you saw it. Um, I didn't want to text you because it was so late, but I saw the... Did you see when it clicked over on YouTube and they started live streaming at midnight? I did not stay all the way up for the live stream at I midnight. Stayed, I stayed up for 15 minutes and I was like, this is going to go until 6 a.m., I'm sure. Like, because it was just like... It was a lot of st- the hard part was is it's a lot of static. So I was like, well, I don't want to keep hearing static click over mm-hmm. again and again and again. And then it would be like fog 
and then it would be static and then it would be like a VCR tape and then it would be like, but then it was like little bits here and there. And I was like, I probably had it on in the background for my computer. Like I attentively watched it for like 15 minutes and then I, I left it for like 30 minutes and I was like, okay, I, I'm good. So I don't know how long it took before like something was actually said or if that was just the whole thing or what they were doing. So, but I was like, I mean, good for them. Yeah. Although the people in the comments were absolutely stupid. They were like, <laughs> they were like, I don't get it. Do you think this is, do you think this is a new park announcement? And I was like, are you for real? Do you think the stream's been hijacked? Do you think that somebody could, they couldn't be hacked, could they? And I was like, oh my God, how are you on the internet right now? How are you typing in a comment box on YouTube during a live stream and you don't understand what this is? That's great. I I absolutely love that. I love every little bit of that. Uh, <laughs> So, so funny, but uh, yeah, so Jack is, he's going to be everywhere. And I agree with you, Rhino. I think he's going to definitely be a roaming character this year. You know, they've done like the roaming chainsaw hordes that don't necessarily really roam. They're in select sections, but they're not an official scare zone. Uh, I, I, I think Jack is going to be like that. I don't know if he's going to necessarily be popping up in houses that he's not supposed to be in but i think you know i think he'll be randomly found around the park and i really love that and on the website they basically show uh there says you're at you're at my mercy in the park and it's five spots you're going to be able to see jack and only one of them says there's nowhere you can hide and and that's where it says i'll I'll emerge from the shadows when you least expect it. But then there's five more slots on where you'll be able to see four more slots out of five on where you'll be able to see Jack. So we're just going to have to wait and see what fills up all of those spots. But uh, yeah, that's, that is the main part. And I don't know why they didn't fill in at least one more spot because as Rhino pointed out, uh, there is a little bit more Jack that we know we're going to get. Actually, just a little bit of a uh, little bit of extra fun in general, and that's over at Cabana Bay Beach Resort. Yeah, I know that's the last place you'd expect it to be, but Cabana Bay Beach Resort. So uh, you might be asking what it is. Well, there's going to be an all-new limited-time jacked-up experience at Universal's Cabana Bay Beach Resort, where guests will get a closer look into the chaotic world of Jack and some sinister environments inspired by his past invasions at Halloween Horror Nights. Then the hotel's Swizzle Lounge Lobby Bar will transform into the Horror Icons Bar, featuring specialty beverages and snacks inspired by the event's most infamous icons, and props and costumes that pay an eerie homage to Halloween Horror Nights past. And plus, of course, if you stay at a hotel during Halloween Horror Nights and you're going to Horror Nights, you'll have you'll have a dedicated entry gate that you can get in that usually is insane, at least any of the times I've tried to use it. But it is a a perk nonetheless. So that's happening over at Cabana Bay. And I think I think that sounds cool. I'll definitely try to get over and see the props and have at least one cocktail at the uh, at the bar there. But it's it's exciting. It's exciting to have anything Halloween Horror Nights related news yeah, i i love i love the idea that it like spills out of the park yeah like that it's got the little bit of extra celebration and the 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 bar sounds really interesting too so that's why i'm like because i loved it I, I thought it was cute when they had the uh stranger things photo op yeah. so it was like it's nice to see this kind of expanded on that sort of a thing a little bit more exactly 
And so let's talk about where we stand right now real quick with Halloween Horror Nights, uh, with the event as a whole. We know, obviously, Jack will be returning. But as of right now, the only officially announced house, according to the Halloween Horror Nights website, is Beetlejuice. And as we talked about during during uh, that announcement, if I am remembering correctly, we also mentioned that it's very strange that the other officially announced house puppet theater captive audience mm-hmm. is not being listed on the website because right after the Halloween events were pretty much wrapping up, it was like the last, last, last little bit of October universal did officially announce puppet theater captive audience will be one of the houses for 2021, but it's just still not on the website. So I don't know if someone's not updating it properly or what's going on with that, but According to the website on paper, the only thing right now is Beetlejuice, and then that's it. So I mean, they're going to have to start start really dropping the info here soon because it is all, uh, mid-June, and so we, we've only got like July, August, like, what is it? Two and a half months. Yeah. May, well, I'd, yeah, because it's a September 3rd, right? So it's like... It really is just two and a half months, and usually we know so much more by now. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It, it it could all be coming very quickly. Uh, the one thing is, if a lot of the ha- of a lot of the houses are a uh, original properties, then they might choose to do like they've done in the past before, where instead of individual house announcements, it'll get to a point where they'll be like, okay, we're going to reveal all of the original properties and then all of the scare zones together plus the show. So they might mm-hmm. only need to make a couple announcements for some of the, the intellectual properties that they have with it. So they, it's, I, I think it's just, it's going, it's all been handled differently. A, because they wanted to know what the state of the world would be in. And then B, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a big event year. And so there's a lot that goes into that. And yeah. I know that I th- sounds very confusing, but it makes sense how I'm saying it in my head. <laughs> no, it's it's one of those where I, I think they've got a double thing happening where it's like they have um, not only is it the 30th anniversary, so it was going to be a big year like that. But they also now have are celebrating the 30th anniversary the year after we were, you know, basically lost a year. And, and you know, they've been seeing. Everybody's been seeing that now. Everybody wants to get out and just do stuff while they can and are able to. And and so it's like it's going to be this I think it's going to be this extra influx of people. So I think these these sort of events are going to do better than they have in the last like year or two, maybe. So I think there's also the the idea where they're like, okay, we've got two things about to happen. Like we're going to have a really, really busy Halloween season. And we're also celebrating the 30th anniversary. So it's like a twofold thing for them. Yeah. It absolutely is. And we will be reporting on every second of it with glee and mm-hmm. anticipation. I can and fear. Anticipation. Oh, oh yes. And wait, Antissa. Patient. <laughs> Do you see it? There's a guy who opened who started like a a Twitter feed and he wrote Antissa and like it had the picture and then it was uh, five years later he wrote patient. Are you and that serious? was it. It was just two tweets wow. and yeah, it was a five year long con <laughs> that that's like uh, that's a type of person I want to be my best friend. Yeah, so, that's <laughs> it's like, well, that's a true Trish move. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. 
Trish would love a love a good break like that. Oh, she would. She would love a good break like that. But we're going to move on to the final portion of this show, and that is talking about CityWalk's newest eatery, Bend the Bow, the new Asian fusion restaurant that is serving up bow buns at Universal CityWalk. Uh, you'll be able to see it up on your right as you're coming into Universal CityWalk because it is just right up on the second level right beside the movie theater in the old in the old spot where uh, where Fusion Bistro Sushi and Saki Bar used to be and I'm sure a lot of people just never paid attention to it never actually got any food from there uh, it doesn't matter because it no longer exists now in that spot is Bend the Bow and uh well Rhino and I went there and we wanted to experience Bend the Bow and oh we we experienced it and we we have video of us trying all of the the different food options that we we had at Bend the Bow and I think should we probably just go ahead and and play that now yeah so so people can watch and see if we're going to say bow wow or bow not now i had all you know what? to think of the other half of this yeah. and i didn't it's i just will peek behind the curtain here uh we were trying to record an intro and outro there it was just too noisy and too loud and windy so we're like oh we, we have to record this other stuff anyway so we'll just we'll do the intro and outro for it in, uh, during this recording and we uh, we butchered that joke then during that <laughs> one and it was just butchered again now but let's go ahead and let's watch what we had at Ben the Bow we got everything on the menu except the shrimp because there was like a two bow for a certain amount of money and then you could add another bow for like 449 I believe is what they said up there or we could have just gotten two four six two three different deals i'm not really sure how it shook out there but craig will tell you in a second i think but um i think we've kind of divided them apart how we're gonna go i'm gonna dig into the one that i'm excited for which is the kimchi fc which is kimchi fried chicken kimchi butter uh gochujang cucumber scallion sriracha aioli this one looks so good and the bao bun is nice and fluffy it's not bad. The chicken is like a big, like a thick piece of chicken, but um, it feels a little dried out in the middle is all. Like, it's not terrible, but also like not as like, not as popping as I want it to be. But I will tell you, this uh, sriracha aioli is giving me that burn that I love so much. It's so good. Um, honestly, I really only get the sriracha aioli. The kimchi is like giving it that nice, like really extra crunchy fried chicken texture. But it's pretty good. So far, so good. First one I'm going to try is the pork belly. It has, obviously, pork belly, scallions, cucumber, honey roasted peanuts, and cilantro. Oh, Rhino, you hate cilantro. So I'm glad I'm the one going with this. Rhino pointed out it's a very red pork belly. I saw that they were, like, swirling the pork belly around in a sauce. And that's where it's getting the redness from. This isn't bad. I, I do think the, the bao buns here are nice and fluffy and airy. The cilantro adds that earthy soapiness to this. Yes. Uh, much like Rhino's chicken, the pork belly is extremely dried out. And 
It's not very high quality. Well, it might be high quality meat. It's not made well, though. And it's all stuck in my teeth, and I'm feeling very ashamed. I miss masks for this exact reason. So I'm gonna try to work on this situation with my teeth. So the next one I think I'm gonna try is the veggie. Now that one is roasted oyster mushrooms with spinach, sweet potato, caramelized onions, smoked ricotta cheese, and tomatillo salsa. It sounds really, really interesting. Um, I can see all those things on here. It looks good. I don't think I've ever had an oyster mushroom, to be honest with you, so this is gonna be an experience for me. Boy. Look at it, loaded with mushrooms. Those are some chewy mushrooms. Honestly, um, it's pretty good though. I, I really like the, what did I just say? There's like the, that ricotta cheese with this, with that like sweet potato and the spinach, like it's, it's like sweet, but I don't know how to say it. Zesty? I don't know. What's good is there isn't a ton of the ricotta cheese, because I feel like too much of that would make this really heavy, but overall, like, I mean, the mushrooms are a little chewy. I think, well, they're roasted. I, for in, in my head, I thought they were fried for some reason, so that makes sense that they would be like that a little bit, but um, honestly, I like this one too. I, I like the flavor. It's an interesting combination of flavors. Next one I'm trying is the beef brisket because <laughs> I am the connoisseur of all things brisket. I'm not, but I like to pretend I am. This one has beef brisket, fried jalapeno, mm, pickled red onion, cilantro, and avocado lime crema. And uh, visually, this one's a lot prettier than the pork belly. I mean, not that there was anything wrong with the red pork belly, but the the... The little fried jalapenos on there look nice, and of course the the onion, the color popping from that is is great, and ooh, even more cilantro. This is Ugh. literally Rhino's nightmare, <laughs> cilantro city. But I don't see a lot of brisket on there. You would expect a lot of brisket. Yeah. The positives of this little guy are the obviously the onions and those jalapenos, the fried jalapenos. Oh, top notch in the avocado lime crema really delicious but just as I thought the brisket you can barely taste it mm. it might as well not even be on this on it you know it adds adds a little texture and chewiness but taste wise it's just lost in everything else so not not the greatest okay and last for me is the crab cake this one sounds like just um borderline offensive to the actual creation of Bao, but it is a Maryland-style crab cake, shredded lettuce, diced mayo, and a mustard aioli. I can already tell you, there's a big crab cake right in the middle here that is about the size of the Bao bun, and lots of that mustard aioli on here. So the crab cake the that's inside of this, this Bao is pretty good. I mean, the texture's really good. Um, it's not super crabby, which is great because I'm not a biggest fan of, like, when it when things have that really strong crab flavor. Um, really, the golden mustard is kind of the thing that overtakes the whole flavor of it. Um, the mustard aioli, uh, which I love mustard, so that doesn't really bother me. I kind of wish the lettuce maybe was a little crispier or crunchier, so it, th this bao had like a little bit of a crunch to it. But um, it's interesting. It's like one of those where I'm like, who came up with this? Like, who thought of this? Who was like, Oh, at this bow place, they were like, you know what will go great here? Maryland crab cakes. 
Let's do it. Throw it in that bun. Um, so, definitely leaning into that idea of fusion, I guess, but uh, not terrible. Not terrible. My final bao bun is the duck one. This is braised duck kimchi slaw exo sauce. Don't know what that is. More cilantro in a five spice aioli. I have no idea what the five spices are, but I'm sure that they were chosen with a lot of attention to detail, care, compassion, consideration, the things you normally put into uh, when you're choosing spices for your aiolis. This was the one I was most excited about when we were looking at the menu. I said duck. I want the duck one. I like duck. I don't know why. I just do. This is easily my favorite of the three that I've had so far, but hmm. it still feels like something's missing. I think the reason why I like this one the most right now is the kimchi slaw, mm -hmm. but I'm not tasting a sauce. I'm not tasting an aioli. Once again, the cilantro is really packing a punch with this. Um, and the duck, you know, it's there, but it's not the most flavorful thing in the world. It's, But it is balanced. I should say that. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm going to finish it up. Then once I have all three in my belly, then I think we'll probably give our definitive thoughts on the different bow that we just had. Okie dokie, Rhino. So we had everything except the shrimp bow. And shrimp. I'm kind of glad we didn't get the shrimp bow. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I, well, I don't, I don't really it, shrimp's got, it's, it's, it's not, it's high in cholesterol. So I try and steer clear of shrimp when I can now. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, now we've had, we've also had a night to like sit and think on it too, you know? Yeah, we so. have. And I think that is actually, it, I think it's actually impacted mine in an even worse way. Uh, I wasn't necessarily mm -hmm. thrilled with Ben the Bow in the moment. And I think I'm, I, the next day later afterwards, I'm still, I'm just, I'm not on board with it at all. So I don't, I don't, okay. I, I don't like, I don't dislike, I love bow. Um, you know, the, the I, I'll say it every time there's bow in any video, I'm going to tell you how much I love it, but there is a, there is a, there are a couple of places in Orlando that serve bow and they do it very well. There's a place, you know, not far from universal called King bow that is right, right off of mills in winter park. And, um, and it's just kind of a small, like hole in the wall type of a place. Um, and I'll be dining there this evening. Cause I thought two nights of bow. Why now? Why not? <laughs> why not now? Jeez, wow. Why not now? Um, and so, um, but I also, because I was like, I need, I want to, I want to, I need like a palate cleanser or whatever. Like I didn't, but I, that sounds meaner than it, than I want it to. I didn't, I didn't hate anything um, that we had there necessarily. Um, I, I thought it was I, like the bow buns were good and fluffy. I feel like I've had bow before where you've had it and you're like, clearly whoever made these buns has never actually like had bow or just doesn't care about bow. Cause you can get it where it's like the outside can be like hard because it's like overcooked. It's not steamed correctly or something. Um, uh, but ultimately it was like nothing did wow me like it was just kind of middle of the road and it was not only was it middle of the road it was also too expensive there's no no question that it was like too expensive because bow is you know typically a smaller 
for, you know, if you, you saw the video, it's it's just a tiny, tiny little there are listeners you know, thing. Them. And uh, our listeners saw the video too; they can see it with their ears. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> the the it's it's just a small palm of your hand type of thing. Think of like uh, when you have when you have tacos. You know, you can get the big taco shell, or you can get those the tinier individual, like the ones that come in the giant stack. Like it's, it's probably, it's even smaller than those small ones a little, you know, it's just a, a fluffy little pillow that you eat, that you have different ingredients in. And it feels, it just felt like, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy it exists, but I don't know that I'm going to be going there again because it, it really is like, it's too expensive for, for, for that. Like this, this King bow place, which makes like phenomenal bow. There's a deal. I think it's like three bow for like nine dollars or something like that and with that deal i think you also get like a drink of chips and i understand that this is a theme park but it's two bow no sides for like 12 bucks at at ben the bow so that's like six dollars a bow that is way too much money the the most you could do is like i think like 450 is kind of like you know whatever i don't, I don't um, know i i will say i went back and Looked at the opening prices back in 2019 when Aventura opened up uh, on the menu for Bar 17 Bistro, the top yeah. floor dining location. They had Bao on the menu, and I don't believe it's on there anymore. But back then, no. each individual Bao was $4. And I can remember us saying then, like, you know, it's probably like a dollar, a little bit like right around 50 cents to a dollar, maybe a little bit overpriced, but you know, four still, still fair. So uh, now we've had another jump up in price with, with bow at universal and yeah, the price, the price point just isn't there. And I I will say after our annual pass discount, because that is offered our, uh, our total price was 32 99. We got six bow buns in total. And here's the mistake that we made, just to warn anyone else. Uh, I truly believe that any human adult would need three bow buns to to not necessarily feel full, but feel adequate. Um, like mm-hmm. I was, we ate it, and then we literally walked around uh, Universal Studios Florida once. And by the time I got back into my car, I was hungry again. So it was it was light. It was very very light on on the stomach and the the problem with that too is that like in going into the pricing is that you get two bow buns for 11.99 and then it says right under it on the menu for an additional 449 you can add on an extra bow bun and so we walked up and said okay we want six total bow buns and so we assumed that they were going to do okay 11.99 plus 449 for one set of three bow buns and then eleven forty eleven ninety nine plus four forty nine for the second set of bow buns, meeting six total, but instead the person at the register charged us for three two combos. So I mean that like in the long scheme of things that turns out to be three or four dollars more. So it's not like breaking the bank. But if you're on a budget, yeah, it's every dollar might be accounted for and so it's uh important to make sure you also dictate when you're ordering like if you're going in with that mindset like you're there with one other person and you want to to order three each 
make sure instead of order individually and make sure that you say, okay, I would like this combo. Plus I want to add an additional one on and then have the next person say that as well, just so you're clear. Otherwise you're probably going to get overcharged for it. And ultimately at the end of the day with the pricing, uh, I would, I think I would have felt justified if these bow buns were actually packed tightly and, Mm -hmm. and really felt like they were, they were worth the, the worth the weight yeah, because these they were, were definitely light on the yeah the fixins. Yeah, and I get it. Stuff's gonna fall out, and it's kind of it makes you nervous to overpack it, and you don't want to ruin the entire the integrity of the the bow buns. But these just didn't they didn't have enough. I mean, it was it, it's saying something when the bow buns feel heavier, like the bow buns by themselves feel heavier than the toppings that are inside uh it just it wasn't it wasn't all there and the flavors were just for me they were all muddied with the three that i had you know the i cilantro was the dominating flavor in most of them minus the uh you know the 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 avocado lime crema in the the one that i had and the duck the duck was it, it was all nice but i don't know there's nothing that would convince me to go back again immediately and the last issue i have with it which isn't i did not hold it accountable for it in this way but like we just got your basic brown uh food boats that they served ours in but and like all the press images and stuff that they they released out for it you know the bow buns were in these awesome colorful boxes that are very similar to the outside of the restaurant and something like that would even elevate the experience if they actually served the buns in those i i, I don't know i feel like that would have been like oh there there's actually thought and consideration in this versus just slopping some bow buns in a gray gravy boat not gray brown brown gravy boat but brown not, yeah brown i don't i don't even know why i'm calling it a gravy boat i don't know what i'm doing it's not a gravy boat I, i'm just i'm losing it at this point but yeah it's for me i'd say it's a pass there's um i i oh yeah sorry go ahead no, go ahead no, go ahead i don't no, go i was just reading up because i was wondering the difference between bow like if you've seen the disney short where it's like the bow that's like uh this the the cheeseburger pods from like pandora those are technically bow mm-hmm. you know is that the bow where it's sliced and it's like a taco is is bow, but it is called uh I I do not know how to say this word. It's G U A. So Goya Bao. Yeah. Or um if you say bow bun, they say bow means bun, so translated it means bun bun, which is redundant. Um uh and bao in the Chinese language without any qualifiers is generally used to refer to baozi, which baozi is the 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 dumpling type mm-hmm. of bow, I guess, which is like the standard bow. But I was just trying to look like, how did we ruin this as a Western culture? Um, but I guess tr- traditionally that bow, it, it does, it, it is always served with like a pork belly is what they say. But then this fusion thing is like, you can do, you can do whatever you want with it. It's called a lotus leaf bun or something. But um, I was just trying to see, is it like street food? Is it restaurant food? You know, what is it? And it, it says it can be both, but it's uh, it's generally designed to be like takeaway, takeaway food. But it also says is no bigger than three, three point one inches. Yeah. So it has like a standard size to it. No, they I, I do get the, the sizing of it. I, I get that. It's just no, about... I'm not I'm not saying that you're wrong. I just I was curious. I didn't yeah. know. 
Yeah, it's um, um, it's uh, the the size of the buns themselves. I'm I'm all on board with. It's just how much they pack into it and with the pricing. And while you were talking there, oh, there's no question that they did not put enough in it. Looking yeah. at the photos of the thing, I'm like, no, 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 because like it was like just a little bit, a little bit, and it's it was a lot of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, no, and I, I compared it to King Bao since you brought that up there, and the King Bao pricing is anywhere from three dollars to three seventy five per bun. So, uh, yeah. it's if you're going to eat a lot of bao, then you're starting to make decisions like, okay, well, do I leave property and go out of my way for this type of food? But I think that's where you get into more of the discussion of okay, locals, you know, maybe maybe bend the bao isn't for you, but. If you live in a part of the United States that for some reason doesn't have bow and this is your one chance to get it, you know what? Yeah, give it a shot. See if you like it. It's being served at more and more places, so I feel like eventually you'll find it somewhere else uh, that's better quality and at a better price. But if it's your one, if it's your one chance to try it, go for it. And the fact of the matter is, it's another thing that's different at City Walk, like. It's yeah. awesome that there can be a bao bun place that's sitting right across the way from Panda Express, Moe's, and Burger King Bar. And it's not just more of the same stuff. It is it is something fresh and different at Universal. So I will commend it for that. I just think it needs retold a little bit. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think the prices need to be examined. I think it should be like 3 for $12. Mm-hmm. I, I think that 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 like you said that needs to be that needs to be the deal really. Yeah, if it's gonna if it's gonna remain that portion size three for twelve, but give it a shot and if you like it, come back here and let us know what you think. I'd I'd love to hear it, but I have nothing else to say about Ben the Bow. No, okay, okay. Well, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. Rhino, thank you so much for sitting here chatting with me about it. No problem. Excellent. Excellent. And everyone out there, I hope you enjoyed watching and listening to this. No matter how you watched or listened to it, you're all important. And if you want to support us, please consider booking your next vacation again through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Please do that. And again, if you're watching this, please make sure you're subscribed to UO Fan on YouTube. Make sure that you're hitting the thumbs up and that you're leaving those comments, questions, and video suggestions in the comment section. And if you're listening to the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition, make sure you're subscribed where you listen, leaving those five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. But that's going to do it for this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Take care. And remember, we still haven't changed the name. 